Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Hello and welcome to episode number 49, one short of the half century. Let's hope we don't go out LBW this afternoon. A big, big weekend of Greyhound racing ahead. Saturday night at the Meadows, heats of the Fireball, heats of the Group 1 maturity. It's going to be big, big, big. And to, to delve into that and break it all down, we've got Corey Smith, our regular co-host on the line. And Smithy, mate, as a, as a hard worker down there at the Meadows, you must be excited about what's going to happen tomorrow. I'll tell you what, everyone that works with me at the Meadows will be laughing at the use of the word hard work in there. But, no, it's uh, plenty of work goes into it behind the scenes to get these Group 1 races up and about. So it's, uh, it's very, very exciting to, to have the KCR Pet Transport Maturity Classic here and we're ready for it. Well, mate, you're a good man. You're giving a, a nice plug to the sponsor as well. And when I was saying hard working, I was, I think, getting the, the word from people on track that that's coming from you uh, sampling the the City Views Bistro food. They, they reckon you work up there all day, every day. <laughs> I like it, I like it. I, I'll, uh, if I tell enough people I'm a hard worker, maybe someone will believe it. Run of the week. Run of the week time, and I thought this one was visually very impressive. It was Aston Marvel taking out the 11th race last week, and... In trademark Aston Marvel style, it was a come-from-behind victory from box number three, and this is exactly how he went about it last week. Max one began okay, very slow Aston Eleanor, missed it about 10 lengths and going out very fast, Fabriola Zero sped across from near the outside of Indy goes to the back straight, about three away third is Max one, over on the inside there Aston Marvel followed by Lobos Bale that four or five lengths away then came Midday Stoos and the trailers there would have been Spartan Brave and Aston Eleanor swinging off the back straight, Fabriola Zero four lengths in front, Indy goes followed by Aston Marvel around the outside running on pretty well, Fabriola Zero the leader Aston Marvel charging up on the outside, hit the front and got up to win it. Aston Marvel first, Fabriola Zero. It's good to watch, isn't it, Smithy, when one just picks them off one by one like that from the back of the field, storms home to win, and it was a big come-from-behind win for Aston Marvel. Yeah, there's always a soft spot in my heart for watching dogs come from off the speed and, and go past dogs and, and get the chocolates. So it's always nice to see that, and Aston Marvel, no exception last week. Green light on, Premier Racing, quiz time. It's quiz time, Smithy. I've put one together, mate. Maturity-based quiz for uh, for episode number 49. Three questions. You know the drill. Here's question number one. Last year's Group 1 maturity at the Meadows was won by who? Corey. Corey. See, I even remember the buzzer. Yes. I remember the buzzer. How good's that? Uh, Quara Bale won it last year. Correct, Smithy. Not a bad start, mate. You've, uh, you've got better at the quiz. What time did she run in winning, over and under? Was it over 29.90 or under 29.90? This one's got me stumped, but I'll say, Corey, uh, overs. Correct, Smithy. Two out of two. Meatloaf once said two out of two ain't bad, I think. Uh, who was the big scalp who didn't make the maturity but went 29.75 on the Group 1 maturity final night? Can you name that greyhound? Uh, it's, it's Corey. It's between two, I think. I'm going to go with Rupee. Now, don't be sad, Smithy, because three out of three is bloody not <laughs> bad. Good on you, Smithy. Oh, thanks, mate. I, I'll tell you what, after the what, the performance I put in with the City View Bistro one, I'm glad I got the maturity one under, <laughs> under wraps.
Saturday's preview. Saturday night, heats of the group one. This is where we need to go to that next level, Smithy, and tip a whole heap of winners. Let's power through this. Group one racing with the heats of the maturity. There's eight of those, three heats of the fireball, and then we just begin with a stock standard race. And the stock standard race is number one, and I think I found the winner, number seven, McInerney. When he gets room to move, he is a very good dog to watch. Yeah, he's got a roofing uh, track record from the boxes out wide there. Number seven, he's had six starts, five wins, and I think he makes it a sixth here. I'm with the king, Jarek Bale, to win heat one of the fireball from box number one. He can just jump into a place and be hard to beat. Yeah, when he draws box one, he's awfully hard to beat. Six wins and five placings from 12 goes, and I think he wins it from this one as well. Race number three. Now, if you stay tuned, our special guest, Jess Hopkins, will give us a, a bit of a push for Alfie Moon. I think Aston Velvet, Alfie Moon are the two here, and I'm leaning to the form of Aston Velvet just to get out on pace and be hard to catch. I'm the exact same there. You may play a bundle bet or a same race multi or something along those lines, but I think the five and the six are definitely the ones to beat. What about this one? Uh, we had Bubba Jose on the show recently, gave a huge push for this young chaser, Boom Lateral, as being maybe the best dog that he's ever put a lead on. Uh, that's, a, that's a pretty big call. I'm going to go with him here. He, he just has to do things right. If he does, he could go a long way to becoming a, a real superstar stayer. I'm actually, I'm just going to let this one go through to the keeper. I, I really can't decipher this race. There's plenty of dogs with ability and plenty of dogs I have question marks about application with as well. So Boom Latchell obviously has an enormous, enormous motor, but he's up against a, an absolute superstar in Gypsy Wyong, an up-and-coming star in Rowan Bale. I'll tell you what, that's uh, that's a lesson for the punters. Gamble responsibly. If you don't like anything, you don't have to have a bet on every race. So <laughs> smart move from you, Smithy. Race five, my best bet of the night here, Amron Boy. Uh, unlucky from box five last week. I know you you were keen on him, but he just didn't get the run at them. He should get the run at them from box one this week. Yeah, I thought he'd get more room than he did, but he just didn't accelerate. But I think from box one, he gets the room, and it's exactly where he wants to be. I'm sure our team Ennis were very, very happy when the, when the red box became uh, available for the maturity heat. Kasaya on the comeback trail draws box number one in a heat of the maturity. Uh, I, I look, I look at it this way: for him to come back into the maturity, he's obviously flying. So I'm willing to take him on trust a little bit. Number one, Kasaya. Yeah, I think that's what you have to do. He's, he's the best dog in the race. He's drawn the best. Uh, the only question mark is the, the spell. I'm not sure how he's trialled in the lead-up to this, but if he's going as well as he was before that spell, uh, he's going to be awfully hard to beat. What about my Neo? Drawn the plum, just loves the rails draw, gets it here. I think that's going to make him really, really hard to beat. This is nearly my favourite race of the night, to be honest. My Neo, Francis Benali, Flight Reese, Dynamic Prince, Plaintiff, and I've left a few out there that could also win it. It's a, it's a very, very exciting race. I'm going to be with my Neo on top, but he might be a little bit short to, to have a bet for mine. I've, I think uh, on this podcast, exciting is the word that we're probably going to use the most because that is exactly what this, this meeting is. And, and when I say exciting, one greyhound springs to mind, and that is what I'm calling the queen of greyhound racing here in Victoria. And if not Australia, I think she'd beat She's a Pearl. I'm talking about, wow, she's fast and... Look, I, I, I've tipped against her a couple of times, Smithy, and I'll never do that again because even when you think she can't win, boxes are against her, she finds a way, and I think that's the trademark of a real superstar, and I think that's exactly what Wow She's Fast is, and I think she'll be winning. Yeah, well, last time she wore the uh, blue rug at the Meadows, she went okay, winning the $750,000 Phoenix, and I think uh, I think she just gets the job done here. She's an absolute superstar, like you said, the queen of, uh, of greyhound racing here in Victoria, if not Australia, and I'm sure... At some point, we'll uh, we'll see a match race between the two to 
to kind of finalise that crown. Oh, I hope so. It'll be sponsored by Greenlight on Premier Racing, that's for sure, without any financial <laughs> sponsorship because we don't have much. Jungle Panther, what about this boy? He's got an enormous motor, Smithy, but he does. He's, he needs a little bit of luck. Yeah, he does need a little bit of luck. He likes to use a bit of the track. You've got Idolise as a Group 1 winner out in Box 6 who pings the lid, but she would have to break five here to, to get across. Your hero Bale is a star as well, but Scofflaw is the one that I'm interested Ooh. in. Uh, from the inside draw, they put up $21 and has been absolutely smacked in. So uh, the price is probably a bit too short now, but I think Scott Law can run a cheeky race in what is a cracking race. Last three of the night, I'm with uh, race 10, let's win coin. I just think if she can do what she had done chasing where she's fast at Sandown with that early speed, it's going to put her in good stead here. I'm with Kelsey Bale. I think she's a potential superstar. She's run 29.73 here. Uh, previously, I know box eight probably isn't exactly where she wants to be, but she handled it okay last week at Sandown. If she handles it here, I think she can get the job done. Panama Canal, I'm tipping on top to win the 11th race. We're about to get to Jess Hopkins once we get rid of you, Smithy. And look, the word is on the street, he is flying, and we are expecting big things from the Panama Canal. Yeah, it's hard to jump off a dog that won 10 on the trot and then uh, then was beaten by Ferdinand Boy. It's it's just juicy form lines. And up to 500, Jess, Jess doesn't seem to think there's an issue in my chats that I've had with her. So I uh, have to put the faith in her and Panama Canal or Bananas, as he's known at home. Mm, it's good to know you're still chatting to Jess after you used to just use her up to get all of the, the inside info and all of the form for when you're <laughs> coming on to do radio. I hear, Smithy, you don't know much about it when you first started. And the, and the girl you'd call is Jess Hopkins and say, please help me out. Is that true? Mate, this is absolute garbage. I'd like to see the messages. She's stitched me up an absolute nah, ripper there. I actually think it was you who told me on radio the other night that you did that, Smithy. So don't don't blame Jess. What about plagiarising the last off the cherry? Uh, I just think this grey hand goes really well drawn inside. Yeah, I, I do too. I'm, I'm happy to be with plagiarise here. Box one is obviously an absolute treat there and uh, should get the job done. But it is a cracking race, as all group one heats should be. Hunters Punting Club. I'm normally an each-way punter in the Punters Punting Club, but this week, bang, 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 50 on the nose. I'm not even waiting for the stinger to finish. 50 on the nose of Amron Boy. Take any price. Gamble responsibly, but I think you'll be winning. I'm with you as well. There's not much variety in this week's Punters Punting Club, but I'm just going to have 50 the win on Amron Boy as well. Not even each-way for you, Jimmy Boy, but... We'll go win, and as we said, there's 12 winners to be had, and, and there's plenty of dining packages available still at the City View Bistro for next weekend. So give us a call, and we'll book you in. On your smithy. Too easy, Jimmy Boy. Thank you. Inside Info. Well, most trainers would be happy to have a runner in the feature races, or at least one feature race at the Meadows. I speak of the maturity, but... Our special guest this time has said, "No, no, no! I want a bit of uh, I want a bit of both the the fireball and the maturity with a runner and a live chance in both of the two major series." Is Jess Hopkins, and she's on the podcast once again. No stranger to the potty, Hopco. How are you? I'm good, Hopco. Hey, that's a. Uh Better than Shorty or something like that. <laughs> yeah. um, no, thanks for having me on again. Hey, good to have you on. And uh, you, you're a part of the family. Once you're on twice, you, you, you become a, a genuine friend of the show. <laughs> oh, that's good. So I'm on the Christmas card list then. Yeah, no, I, I think yep. it's all done digitally these days. So uh, <laughs> we'll see how we go, Hopco. But uh, big, uh, big Saturday night uh, for you tomorrow night. You've got two runners, only a small kennel that you prepare. So to have a runner in the fireball and a runner in the heat of the maturity, you must be, you know, tickled pink with that. Yeah, definitely sort of pinching myself a little bit. Um, 
obviously Alfie Moon's just sort of stepped up again to the distance and it's come at the right time with, uh, you know, the state of origin last night in Queensland. And obviously Panama Canal steps up to 500 uh, for the first time in a race. Um, he has trialled over it, but yeah, it's exciting. It is exciting. And, and we'll touch on Panama Canal first because last time I had you on the show, I think we were chatting about Alfie Moon racing at Sandown and you were, you were pretty bullish of, of him getting up over the journey down the track, which has eventuated. And at that point in time, Panama Canal was just bursting onto the scene with a, a couple of nice runs at Hillsville. We, we fast forward probably 40 episodes of the Greenlight on Premier Racing podcast. And, and are, you, are you amazed by both of them, but in particular what Panama Canal has been able to achieve so far? Yeah, and um, it's even now, you know, stepped up against the big boys and uh, shown he can compete against them. Um and even now, he's sort of starting to trial a bit better. He's always been pretty average trial dog, to be honest. Um, so it was hard to get a gauge on him. But now he's sort of showing that uh, I can put him in a trial and see how he's going and, like, gave him that 500. And uh, he went good. And, yeah, it's um, I tell you, he's, he stunned me a little bit. Uh, I still am a little bit lost for words about him. But I don't think we've got to the bottom of him yet either. Well, it's exciting to think that there could be more. Uh, and you're saying that he is trialling better than, than he was. He's had 15 starts. He's won 12 of them. He's never missed a place. But like you say, that, that step up against the big boys last time uh, in the pink diamond, even though he was beaten, I think he showed enough through that series that you clearly know that he is going to mix it with that company for a very, very long period of time. Yeah, that was the exciting thing, especially... Uh, well, Heat as well, but in the final he got poleaxed as they jumped. Mm. Um, obviously, he didn't jump well either, but uh, getting the biffs and still shooting through to second and he looked like he was uh, at the Winter Olympics up the home straight behind Ferdinand Boy there going left, right, left, right. Um, <laughs> he's definitely still learning, but uh, it, it's... It's just exciting, to be honest. I can't think of a better word at the mm. moment to use. I think I've used it about two or three times because it, it, it <laughs> genuinely is uh, for you and your team moving forward. Now, uh, all in betting, Panama Canal's right up there. You said he's had a, a 500 trial. Without giving too much away, are you confident that he's going to be able to break 30 seconds quite safely and obviously set a very fast tempo in doing so? Uh, yeah, if he begins, he'll definitely uh, break 30 quite easily, judging by his trial, but... <laughs> Um, I do hope the track's a little bit better than the last couple of weeks. The Melbourne weather hasn't been helping. Mm. Um, it's been a bit slow, but uh, he's drawn a heat with a lot of pace. Um, but, look, he'll he'll run home in around the 12.20, I would assume, on a decent track. And I think he'll be running, well, judging by his trial, he'll be running close to 17.50 down the back. So <laughs> um, that's he actually went really well in his trial. So, and on an, you know, he went, I think, seven lengths faster than anything on the day. Um, it's just, obviously, he's got to do it race night. Um, he didn't quite do, uh, do it at Shepparton. He uh, nearly broke the record at Shepparton in a trial before the Pink Diamond. So uh, he didn't quite uh, do it in a race. So hopefully he can do it this time. Jess, not just me, but all the punters at home are doing the maths. You're saying 12.20 run home with 17.50 down the back, which is El Gran Senor, you know, that type of, of class down the back, which doesn't surprise us that he can do that. If he runs that, he's a 29.70 front runner. I'm going to have a little each-way flutter on the all-in market. <laughs> um, well, look, he, um, he went 60 pretty much down the back, first look at the track, so... You would assume you'll get into the 50s. Um, you only have to improve a nose to get down to the 50s. So, and 12, like ran home in 12.30, 12, 
just over 12.30's first ever 500, so you'd think, he'd, mm. you know, improve a length or two. Um, as I said, obviously coping with race pressure and stuff like that, but uh, it was just good to see him. Uh, I thought if he runs only 12.50 or 60, I'm in a bit of strife. Mm. Um, but to see him run on okay and actually pull up better than I thought, he wasn't um, knackered or anything, uh, even straight after. He wanted to go again, so that was the best part of it. Mm, it's, uh, as I said a few times, it is very bloody exciting moving forward with this dog, Panama Canal. And you've done an amazing job so far picking the right races for him. So good luck uh, stepping out in, in the maturity heat. Do you see one as being an obvious danger? Obviously not just this week because if he jumps and runs, he's, he's probably going to go a long way to winning. Who, who do you see as the main danger in the series? Is it Amron Boy who's lobbed the red uh, in an earlier heat? Is it Kasaya who's coming back? Or, or the queen of Greyhound Racing in Victoria? Wow, she's fast. Who are you, who are you most concerned about lining up against this time? Uh, well, of course, um, with the draw, probably Amron Boy. But, I mean, I whinge a little bit about the box draws, but wow, she's fast, uh, proves good dogs defeat bad mm. boxes. Um, look, if she makes the final, she hasn't drawn well again and Exalted uh, can move right to touch. But, I mean, it's got to be where she's fast. I think she's the best dog in the country. And hopefully, um, as a Greyhound supporter, she makes the final. But as a trainer <laughs> who wants to make the final, I'm sort of hoping she runs second. <laughs> are you going to weigh in on that conversation, obviously, where she's fast v she's a pearl? Do you think where she's fast would beat her anywhere? Uh, not necessarily anywhere. I think she's a pearl at Wenty mm. and um, she's a freak as well. Uh, the one-on-one would be interesting. I know they're trying to get it. Uh Oh, it's actually very tight, but look, I'm going with the Victorian. That's the yeah. only reason. Oh. <laughs> so am <laughs> <For> I. <real. laughs> hey, what about Alfie Moon? You, you said to us a while ago, wait till this boy gets up in distance. He's done that. He's had a couple of 700s. He was a certainty beaten at Sandown first up. And then, look, you, you, you couldn't have done any more last week with that, uh, that first up staying run at the Meadows to go 42.93 straight away from the field. He, he is an out-and-out stayer, this dog. He's drawn box number six in race three, heat two of the fireball. Obviously not an easy series to race in, but if he can do what he did last week, he's a, he's almost an automatic qualifier, I think, to run top two and, and, and be a big player next week. Yeah, there's actually a bit of pace in his race, which will suit him. Mm. Um, hopefully begins just okay and flops in, you know, fourth on the rail or something like that. It'd be perfect. Um, it's funny. I'm happy if the track's heavy for him. <laughs> he just looks <laughs> like he could go another lap now. It's funny how he's completely lost even any mid-race pace over the – uh, that's those 600s he was having. He was quite ordinary in a couple of them. And he's, as you said, just an out and out staying now, quite like his mother, actually. Well, it's looking like it could be a big night for you, Jess. So uh, hopefully you can start off with Alfie Moon storming home to victory and the complete opposite, Panama Canal bolting out in front and uh, and leading all of the way. And we appreciate you coming on the podcast once again and really taking a deep dive into your two dogs. Is there another one in the kennel that we should be maybe black booking as next year's Group 1 winner? A Panama Canal on the way? Uh, I've only got uh, the five actually race dogs at the moment. Look, one's Obsession. Had to scratch him from tonight or last night, whenever this goes out, um, at Bendigo. But I really like him for even a cup, cups as well. I don't think he's, you know, probably think he's eight, nine links off Panama, but I don't think he is. I think he's only three or four. So I think uh, I'm going to be putting him in hopefully a Bendigo Cup and stuff like that. So one's Obsession would uh, probably be the one for mine. We've given us plenty to work with, Jess. Good luck moving forward and uh, bring home some winners from the Meadows tomorrow night. Uh, thank you. Fingers crossed. 
And that puts the line through another podcast here. It's been a, a memorable one. I think Jess Hopkins giving us some good inside info on both Alfie Moon and Panama Canal. May it be a, a profitable night at the Meadows tomorrow night. Until next time, punters, safe travelling. And as always, happy punting.